BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. Today's guest is Pia Baroncini, who is someone who you guys have requested and who I really, really wanted to chat with because she just is such an interesting person. So Pia is a content creator, an entrepreneur, the brains behind LPA, which is an incredible fashion brand under Revolve. She has Baroncini Imports, which is beautiful olive oil, and she's just an all-around really, really cool human. The reason I was so interested in speaking to Pia is because her career journey is really fascinating, as is her entire personal life journey with her husband, Davide, who, I mean, they are probably like the cutest couple I've ever seen on the internet. It is just, you you, you guys really need to follow this woman if you're not already. Her content is just so authentic, so vulnerable. The way that she shares is unlike anything I've ever seen. So you know, I was just really interested in speaking with her. And let me tell you, this conversation really lives up to the expectations that I had of it because she is just, she was so entertaining to talk to. She was so easy, easy, easy to talk to and just shared so many different nuggets about her career, about, you know, her entire story with her husband. And there's just so much in here that I think you guys are all going to walk away with something out of this conversation. You'll you'll learn a lot. So I'm very grateful that I could have Pia on. She was just such a joy to chat with. And I hope you guys love this conversation as much as I did. All right. So before we dive into the episode, this week's hot tip is the Beekeepers Naturals Bee Soothed. So a few weeks ago, I was down with a really bad cough and cold situation. And let me tell you, the Bee Soothed lozenges are amazing. So I'm a big Beekeepers fan. I've had Carly Stein, who's the founder, on the podcast. Um, so you should just scroll down and see, like, I forget what episode number it is, but it's it's in there. And 
I love the lozenges because they're full of such nourishing, amazing like bee products and just so, so good for you when you are down with any sort of cough or cold. So really, really highly recommend the Bee Soothe. Just have it on hand because, you know, it's cold and flu season. Who knows what happens? And it's just good to have on hand. So highly recommend. All right. This week's review comes to us from Starkst. And they say, love this podcast so much. You should bring in some smaller companies that are just starting to grow. As a small business owner, your podcasts really help. So thank you. This is such a nice review and I really appreciate the feedback. You guys, if you have two minutes, please take the time to rate and review the show. It helps me so much as a host. All you have to do is open the Apple podcast app. You may already have it open. Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it, leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, give me your feedback. Tell me what you're loving, what you want to see more of, dream guests, solo topics, literally anything that's on your mind. The more you tell me, the better that I can be as a host that provides you a lot of value. It helps get the show out to more people. It tells Apple that you guys are enjoying the show. So I really do appreciate when you take the time to leave a rating and a review. All right. Now with that, let's welcome Pia Berencini to the Dream Bigger podcast. Yeah. Oh, Davide's, Davide's brand, like his cashmere brand, like we do the customer service. For yeah. You got it. But then you like understand your customers so well yeah absolutely and like we would just be fucking bending over backwards for them like and i mean we still do. i know he does stuff that i'm like davide like you're being a really nice person but like you know joe blow in ohio like doesn't need you to like send him 45 sweaters so he can like pick one that's great like protect your inventory <laughs> like, but like when you're interacting with the customer like i swear yeah. like nish and i this is like our first rodeo right yeah. like it's our first business we did we do fucking everything for our customers. Like I've been on the phone I know. for an hour hearing about someone's entire health journey, like calling up my friends who are doctors being like, let me connect you. And like, you know, it's when like, it's just like everything to I you. So I, I understand Davide with the 45 sweaters. Okay? Yeah, because I think for him coming from Brunello and being face to face, with people and mm -hmm. then having the store and being face to face with people in the store. It's a totally different experience. It's a totally different experience and he's very not digital. So to have, he's trying to create a customer service experience. It's like the same as being one-on-one -on -one with him. Mm -hmm. It'll be funny when he opens more stores. Like, mm -hmm. cause I'm like, you're not gonna be able to be in the fucking store, obviously. Like he'll bop around from store to store, but I'm like, we have to find like mini use at like all of these places. You guys are different in that sense like I feel like you're like very like business and he's like he comes from a different background right we're both only creative mm. I have more of a because you're like dry fast yes, right I'm yes. fucking fast and yeah, I'll you're... be like we need to do x and he's like no slow everything needs to be slow sounds like Nish and I oh. like I'm the I'm by the way like Davide I'm like we are just gonna take our time I'm and like, people are like, freaking lapping us let's go dude and he's like no slow yeah that's that's, yeah, I understand this. Dynamic. It's a good balance, Very, though. I think it's good having you two land people on the like middle that because you land in the middle. I like. I I think that if you like in a husband wife duo, whatever, like even just in life, I think like having like a little bit of push pull, of like you land in the middle in like a decision that is actually like probably beneficial for everyone 100%. at the end of the day. We do that with like everything, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, I'm also like on the internet looking at. 
like now Graza launched, right? And I can't, Baranchini can't compete with Graza. Graza, it's this new, all. have you seen it's a squeeze olive oil? No. It's like, it's but a I tech. I have heard of Baranchini. Thank you. <laughs> it's a tech company. They developed something that's really smart. They have a great user experience at mm-hmm. $5 million. And they're going to blow this thing out of the water and they're going to sell it for a lot of money. It's incredible. The user experience is great. The bottle's genius. We have the most... <laughs> Like our bottle is so fucking impossible. It's giant. It's like it's like an old school olive it's all oil bottle. Totally old and it's, school. It's it reminds me of Italy. one hundred percent. Davide like drew the thing. It's the whole oh thing. But I'll be like, we're behind, <laughs> and he's like, no, we're not. Like we're on the exact path we're supposed to be. Like we don't want to sell Barrancini to anybody. We want Carmela to run it one day. Like, oh my god, yeah, I so know. sweet. We don't have yeah. So I, I'm I'm like. I I get very in my head about things and he's like everyone's in their own lane like I feel the same way like as you're saying this because I'm always like I don't care what our competition is doing I don't look at them and Nish will be like did you see so and so launch a bloat product I'm like no don't show me I don't care I know I look at it and then I'm like who founded this and who do they know Mm -hmm. oh my god and I use it as like I'm doing a bad job kind of thing I yeah I mean I it's it's, not healthy it's sick it's it's tough though it's tough. And like, I think like some people are kind of like more prone to that. I'm just very like laser focused. And because the thing is, I get overwhelmed if I see like what everyone Definitely else is doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so it's very good to like, especially with like, I did a really good job with LPA of getting on track with this is my path. Stop looking at other, you know, I would see another brand like open a store. and I'm like, oh, I don't have it. But it's like, I'm on a different, like LPA is so successful. It has such a great customer base. It's just a machine that like. How old is it now? Like seven years. It's like, I don't like, do I want LPA to have a bunch of stores? Absolutely not. You know, like I just want, I don't want to manage that. Like I think Davide having a store is really smart because what he's doing is really, really different. It's a nice place in the market. Like he's in between you know, these very high-end brands that are doing cashmere. And then there's, you know, people that do cashmere for like very inexpensively. And he's in this like middle ground, especially for men who are like making money in tech and like are or maybe like intimidated by a Laura Piano or Brunello and want something that's like, you know, of that caliber, but not at that price point. And so, you know, when you walk into his store, you are like overwhelmed with this beautiful experience. He makes you an espresso or a cappuccino. Okay, I'm bringing Nish. Where, where is your store? It's in Pasadena. Okay. It's just like tiny little thing. He like did it himself. It's like all my grandparents' little things and stuff from my dad and my dad's old plaque from my dad was a dentist and his office was around the corner from Davide's store. And like the plaque that said my dad's name on the front of his, oh, it makes me cry. On the front of his like dental office is like in Davide's store. Like, why are there's you not guys a single like actually like so the personal. cutest? I don't understand. Like, when are you it's moving to Italy? Per- and- I don't want to live in Italy. Not oh, now. Yeah. It's hard. The romanticizing Italy is very easy on the internet. We all need to understand. You brought that to the states, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the experience is nice, but you know, Italy has its. You can't launch a business yeah, there. No. You can't. Hey, so it's, like, it's a Catholic country, by the way. So it's not definitely open to homosexuality in the way that it is here. It's still something that, you know, Milan and big cities, of course. But like if you're in like a little town in Italy, like coming out as gay is Mm -hmm. and we've experienced that with family, certain family, you know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my children to ever feel like they can't truly be themselves. And, And that's 
not Italy's fault. It's what it is. And, you know, I want her to be in a place where she can be like more free. Going back and forth is really the dream. Yeah. So, you know, I think working on him having more stories and just being like LPA, like it is what it is. And it's great. And and not, I think, yeah, having these realistic goals for I want that to go. Like, I don't, I think it's nice now to be able to be, to focus on, Baroncini and have those things complement each other and have beautiful dinner parties to promote the brand and have the girls wearing the clothes again like as we're starting to like redo our like activations I'm like I don't want to do these like big things I just mm-hmm. want everything to be at our house and yeah. I eventually want to open up Baroncini Cafe so nice and do things there and have it just be a real true extension of who we are instead of chasing what I see like other brands doing how did you go because you started your career at Reformation how do you go about starting your own brand like how did that even happen like how did LPA fall into your there's lap? I'm not somebody who would have been able to raise money and create partnerships with it's fucking gnarly is what it is yeah I don't and I'm not even in that like like someone emailed me the other day to have someone come on the podcast who is a really big venture capitalist and she's like oh you know her because she and I was like oh my god I have no fucking clue who that is like I'm and I should, like, I was like, fuck, like, I'm like really out of that world. Like I haven't, I'm out of that world. The reason why LPA was able to launch is it was a partnership with Revolve. But how did that even come about? Like, so say, like, fucking insane. The story is insane. No, tell us the insane story for like anyone who's like a young and upcoming like person with a dream. Well, it's a specific thing because now it's totally different. By the way, like when LPA launched, when that, that I signed my deal, I think it was like, eight and a half years ago, mm-hmm. it was a totally different landscape. Mm-hmm. Now there are so many brands like you see Meow and Kolkaya and like, thank God, like, you know, like Alexia from Meow, like I've seen her like show up at Revolve appointments, like with a rack herself with by herself with like nobody, like she's like hustling, creating the content. Like Instagram was just in a different place eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So like now I feel like, if you're someone who wants a brand, like finding production and being able to do it yourself is way more attainable now than it was eight years ago. Eight years ago, it was like you have to find like millions of dollars and launch a collection and it needs. Now I think you can make like a perfect garment. Everything is a lot more accessible these days, though. And you don't need to launch a big collection. Yeah. yeah. If you're like, I make this perfect tank top, Mm -hmm. you could sell thousands of that perfect fucking tank top and then be like, now here's my perfect dress. Like now here's my perfect pant or now here's the tank top in five colors or the tank top in an exclusive print. Like I think like other brands have done such a good job of that where at the time it was like you launch a collection. So I was at, I was at People's Revolution before Reformation doing PR and then started at ref doing like in-house PR. And, mm-hmm. and I was the brand manager there for a long time. And then once I really started to know the customer, also I became the customer. Mm-hmm. That's also like a different thing. Like it's not like I was branding and coming up with concepts for a girl that wasn't me. I was the exact customer. And so I started really understanding what she wanted to wear and got invited to sit in on design meetings which was so fun. And it's what I studied at Parsons. I was a design and management major. So I would sit in on design meetings and be like, oh, I love that dress. But actually, like, I have a curvier body. Maybe it looks like this. Or maybe if we did this. Or I'm really feeling this or whatever. And so then I was doing a lot of things. I was the brand manager. Then I wanted to move to L.A. before the office moved here. So I worked in the store on Melrose 
which is now I think the vintage store. I like ran the store three days a week and then we'd go to the office for design meetings and in, in like, you know, internal office stuff one day a week. Then I got to the point where I was like, okay, there's like nowhere for me to grow. I was kind of itchy. I was trying to feel like what my next move was, but I was so, I'd been with the brand off and on, you know, I'd left at one point and come back. So I was really like tied to the brand, but really ready to do something else. And I got an email from Zara and Zara was like, we would like for you to interview with us. And I had gotten the email when I was in a previous relationship and the idea of like uprooting both of our lives to Spain together when I wasn't sure where our relationship was going wasn't an option for me. But then we broke up and I emailed back Zara and was like, I'm down for an interview, like wanting to eat, pray, love myself and like also get like a ticket to Europe, which is really funny. And a friend of mine I was like, why don't we go? I'm going to go to Spain. Why don't we meet in Italy? And a friend of mine was like, I'll totally meet you there. I have to go to a Revolve event in the Hamptons. So you go to Spain. I'll go to New York and we'll meet in Naples and go to Amalfi. And I was like, great. This is like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And she's at this Revolve event and was talking to Raisa at the Revolve event. And she said, oh, I heard you're going to like whatever. They paid for her ticket. Right. So mm-hmm. her ticket wasn't a return ticket. It was a ticket daily. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to meet my friend Pia. She had a job interview. And she was like, wait, Pia from information. And Raisa was like, dude, I've been really wanting to connect with her. And she was like, wait a second. She's she's taking a job interview. And she was like, yeah, she's like, I had no clue she ever wanted to leave Reformation. Like she seemed so synonymous with the brand. She's like, I've been wanting to work with her, but I never thought she'd leave. She was like, no, no, I think she's like kind of just open to whatever. So I interview with Zara. We land in Naples. We're like sitting at this restaurant on the beach in Amalfi. We had like rented this like shitty little Airbnb and got there. I had our first meal. And we were like, this place is so expensive. Like, I don't know how we're going to fucking thank God. We were like two single babes. And like the owners <laughs> of all these restaurants ended up like not charging us for meals. Oh and, my like, God. Cause I was like, we're going to run out of fucking money. <laughs> like this place is insane. <laughs> like Abolfi is the most overpriced. It's so beautiful. It is the most overpriced place in the fucking, it's like $20 for an Aperol spritz. I'm like, it's fucking, every meal there is atrociously expensive. Oh my God. I was like, we're not going to make it through. So I sit down at lunch and I get an email from Zara saying that they had accepted or that they had wanted me to work there. And I was like, oh my God, I'm moving to Spain. This is insane. Like, and I felt, and then it's all, I'm scared. I don't want to leave my family. Oh my God, but I have to take this. And we're crying. It's like, I'm like, all I'm of in the Italy. I never thought I'd be able to come here. This is amazing, you know? And then Risa emailed me and was like, hey, I want to meet you. So I was like, it's so weird. So I get back. We set up a meeting. I go meet her. And she was like, listen, you know, Revolve has been developing our own brands now. And they're doing well. We know our customer. We know what they want. And that's how Rice started working there. She had a brand called Lovers and Friends that she oh, was. Oh, that was hers. Yeah. I didn't know that. So she was selling to Michael Mente for years. <sighs> and then she ran out of money for production. Oh, my Which is God. always the fucking problem, which yeah. I'm sure you have too. You know, it's like, where are we getting fucking 50K to put up? And Mente was like, listen, I will give you the money for production. I don't want to tell the story wrong. But it was mm-hmm. something along the lines of she was like, I can't fulfill your order. I'm out of money. And he was like, why don't. Why don't I give you the money? Why don't why don't we kind of take this brand in-house and you do it with me? 
and that's how it started. And so then they had oh launched, God, they that's had so Lovers cool. and Friends, and I think they were working on another one. And she was like, I think this is maybe the future of Revolve is also having these like internal brands. Like no one knows our customer like we do. Dumb is so smart, right? And so she's like, we would love for you to be the creative director of a brand for us. So I had two weeks to kind of decide and didn't know if I was going to do, like, I was like, I can't believe I went from thinking I was going to have the same job like till I died <laughs> to having two opportunities that are two opportunities of a lifetime. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key, and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. First of all, insane story. But how did you even get in front of someone like Arisa? Literally through where she had been following me on Instagram. And just so that's what I'm saying. Like my friend went to the Revolve event was like, I'm going to meet Pia. And she was like, holy shit, I've been dying to get in contact with her. And they, she connected us over email. That is insanity. So I know it's very, I hate telling the story because it, I don't want anyone to feel like isolated by the like, wow, no, but like, look, you know what? I, I do think that I speak to so many people, right? And when you look back on your life, it's like, oh, like that fucking crazy thing happened. Right. And like, I've had Completely, that yeah. as well. And like, I think when people do look back on their careers and not just careers, like life. You look back and you're like, oh my God, like I can't believe it happened like that. Like it always makes sense and it's always a story after the fact. I think the lesson out of it is that I was posting all of my work on my Instagram. Like a dress would come out and I would be like, here's a dress I did. Here's how we shot it. Like here's where, you know, I would, I was actively I used Instagram as my portfolio. And back then, that were wasn't you normal. totally? I mean, this yeah. was like what you're saying nine years ago. I yeah. mean, this was like early, early days of Instagram, I would say. Mm-hmm. So back then, were you on Instagram like the same way that you are today? Yeah. People thought it was weird. I mean, you're... I was like, Instagram's the new Facebook. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? Okay. So you were like using it like you like do today. Day one, yeah. Very, yeah. I mean, you were like, one of the first then it was just in it yeah and and i had a blog at the time and so 
it was just like the people from the blog were like, oh, cool. Now I have access to her. And like, you know, now how we're like, oh, maybe we need TikTok. And now maybe we need these other things. It was just that's what it was at that time. Something I'm noticing from your like journey here is that you've not been afraid to say like, not yet. So for example, with Zara, when you were in your old relationship and you weren't sure, you like said not yet and then called them afterwards. And then same with like, like I'm guessing when you got this email from Revolve, it's not exactly ideal to like make Zara wait even for like two business days. And you did that. Where does that come it from? It definitely fucked up my relationship with Zara. <laughs> well, I mean, here you are with Revolve. I know so bad because they're such a fucking great company. I mean, they're, it's, I know that it is like the biggest fast. I mean, this is all within the context of, you know, arguably a very controversial way to make clothing. But the the employees at Zara are, you know, it is like a family owned company in like a little town. And it's a, a, it's a family there, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all really wonderful, sweet people. So mm-hmm. I always, you know, behind all these big brands are like human beings. (laughs) How do you have the courage to say not yet and like do things on your own terms? Yeah, I just want to be like thoughtful about things. You know, you have to like listen to your intuition and like the Zara, ironic that part of the decision making in Zara with Zara and Revolve was not wanting to like fall in love with someone in Europe and have them have to pick which ended up happening anyway. <laughs> like David ended up having to give up his job to move here anyway. So that was, I always find that to be like so ironic. But I think, you know, taking time to, I think we're in such a rushed world. By the way, I do this with fucking emails, like, or text messages. Like I got like a very, I hate the word triggering, because it's so, but I got a very like triggering text message from a family member when I was on a plane. We were going out of town a couple like over the summer and I and I got you know it was like I read this message it was like trying to incite a riot in my life you know where someone was like I heard this and like you said and was just total and people always you know whether it's a friend a coworker, or whatever email you get my cortisol spiking yeah you can just feel it in your body plane and I took a deep breath and I relieved myself of the responsibility of of the quick response to that and I thought There's a lot of things in here that are trying to like this person's mad. They're trying to make me mad. I'm not going to get mad. I'm in a fucking tiny little cubicle on a like, you know, I'm in the air like my I'm not I this doesn't earn a quick response from me. And I have no problem taking days to answer this. I don't need to answer this quickly. Once you alleviate yourself of this need to do these things super quickly, you know, like my husband will do it too. He'll be like, oh, I got the, and I'm like, we're not in a rush to answer. He wakes up to all of his production emails and WhatsApp long messages from Italy every morning Yeah, it's with this urgency to respond. And I'm like, take a fucking deep breath. You, you've already, you're already hours behind. Mm-hmm. We just have to kind of have a life where we're all just not so fucking reactionary. It's exhausting. We're si- I feel like we're all just sick. We're like sick people who are just getting all that so much information and so much cortisol spikes and so much quick reactions. And I mean, I was late to an LPA meeting a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm driving fast. And now I'm like, and then I, on the freeway, I was like, I'm not, I'm not driving safe. I'm late. I have to take responsibility for my lateness. I also need to take responsibility for the fact that there's eight people sitting in that room waiting for me and I'm not going to enter that room with crazy fucking chaos. I walked in, I said, 
I'm so sorry for being late. It'll never happen again. I don't mean to disrespect anybody's times. How are we all doing? We're all doing good. Mm -hmm. I, I ordered us some fucking croissants. Like, I was responsible for the energy that it brought to that space, and it wasn't chaotic. And I remember saying to Chloe, who designs with me, I was like, I didn't want to come in here with crazy energy. I'm really sorry I'm late. And and she brought it up the other day. She was like, dude, when I was coming into this meeting, the rack was wrong and this was wrong. And she was like, I like took a second to be like, I don't want to come into this space. You know when someone comes into work with chaos? Yes. It's but just, it happens it's a with lot. everything, yeah. Yeah. you know? So I was like, we don't, what's the fucking rush? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm late already, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> like, I don't mm -hmm. need to be like cutting somebody off on the freeway and then having a bad interaction with somebody in the elevator and like. I, I think that we just feel a lot of pressure to yeah, like react right away. And mm -hmm. like, I mean, I like when you're talking about Davide, like I, I get it, right? Because some of our team is in, on the East Coast and I wake up to Slack messages oh, and me. I, I, I have it off now. I just can't look yeah, at it in the morning because I have to take that time for myself to like be able to make decisions in a sound way. Otherwise, yeah. like you're just reacting. You've not really thought through like what's meant through. to happen, you know? And so I think in this part of the world, at least, like it's just that's kind of the expectation, but you don't have to do that. No, I say it to my niece too. She's like new in college and be like, oh, this thing happened. And I'm like, why don't you call that person and say, hey, I feel a little bit of ickiness. Like, is there something that I did? Like, let's just all be calm, be direct. It's not that deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm always just like, it's not that deep. Like, nothing's that deep. Like, it's all fine. I hate that I have to have my phone next to me when I sleep, but that's how I have, we have security cameras mm -hmm. and I'm scared of, I don't know. I'm just like want to hear the pings on the baby camera and the security cameras. Mm -hmm. My phone is right next to me, but like, yeah, I had to turn off like my news notifications and my email notifications. I don't look at, I don't look at the news. It's it's just too much. I get fucking New York Times pop up notifications, and it's gnarly. Are you sadistic? I don't. know. It's like, the only thing. And then I have all my comments on for all the brands. I can't. I, I know there's like a fight not. happening on my and. Yeah. Oh my god. I just want I just want to make sure I can like manage like, yeah, of if course. there's like a riot happening. <laughs> Nish is like that too. And I see his phone pop off and I'm like, oh my God, like I cannot with the comments. If he can do and, it, let him fucking do it. You know, it's I fine. know he needs to. Yeah. He needs to. So I'm like, you just keep it on. Like, let me know. But like, you know what? It's it's fine. Like, even if we miss it by like five, 10 minutes, like, okay. But I mean, that's just the difference there. So you are living your life thriving, like running this company, LPA, <laughs> new with Revolve, mm. whatever. How do you meet Davide? This he like guy me. from, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was from Italy? Like he was living in Italy? He, so he's, yeah, he, well, he's from Italy and had gotten a job at Suit Supply mm -hmm. Milan when Suit Supply had first started. And they had him opening up different stores in various areas. And they also had him doing production stuff. So he lived in Shanghai and then he was living in Amsterdam. He was kind of like bopping around. And then he got a job to work for Brunello Cuccinelli. So they had him in New York going back and forth to Italy. And then his goal was to move to the job offer he got right when we got engaged, which is what he'd been working towards, was to move to their headquarters in Umbria in Solomeo, which he didn't take because I said I wouldn't move there. Oh, oh my gosh. So sad. So he DM'd me. So I was just, it was before LPA launched. Uh -huh. And there used to be a popular page. Yeah. Before Explore yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I post a selfie after like a fucking haircut <laughs> and like was the like good old day haircut and he DM'd me and said, you look interesting because Smooth. English wasn't very good at that. <laughs> Charming. Point. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a lot of the things he says are like a direct translation from like Italian to English. So yeah, I said, you look interesting. And then. Oh, God. And then I was I ignored it. And then he's like, and complicated, I guess. And I was like, what the fuck does that? And then I responded, what does that mean? Like, I was just like, I was being reactive. I should have been like, this guy's clearly playing a game with me and trying to like poke me. But I took the bait. And then I was in Austin for like one of my best friends had like, we went to Austin for her birthday. Mm -hmm. She's from Texas. And so we went and had like a really fun Texas weekend. And mm -hmm. I was drunk and like smoking a joint and got like enough courage in me to answer the DM. And then he responded like, I've had a long day at work. Like, I don't really use this app that much. Like, here's my number if you want to call me. And I was like, ew, what? Gross. No, like, that's so weird. And then I didn't. And then I think like I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, here's my number. If you yeah. And then he like called me and we got on the phone and I was like, oh, God, like you have a very thick accent. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I'm from Italy. And I was <laughs> like, oh, wow. OK, like, cool. Like it was very like, do you ever watch The Sopranos? I mean, I've watched it here and there, but not. So really. there's an episode when Tony goes to Italy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's one of the most important episodes, like in terms of understanding that like American Italian is like a real legitimate obviously mm -hmm. total culture within itself that has only certain things to do with Italy like yeah. but they're all very, like you know when everyone came over here their ingredients were different like you just it's they're both complete valid beautiful things but it's when he goes to Italy he realizes that a lot of the things he's asking for like the names for things or whatever like they don't understand mm -hmm, him. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with my dad being like, you're Italian. And as an Italian, well, you know, yeah. we're us Italians. But like he never spoke Italian. And my grandma, you know, was embarrassing to speak another language. She had to acclimate, you mm. know, they wanted to be as American as possible, as quickly as possible. So it's funny, like only when I started dating Dottie did my grandma start speaking Italian to him. And I was like, I, well, she was in her fucking 90s and I'd never heard her say anything. Which was so crazy. She was the oh president of the American Italian Club downtown. And I mean, it's just different. It's it's two different cultures. It was two, and, and so... I'm like, oh, I'm Italian. And he's like, oh, and then started speaking. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. You know, it's just like so dumb. Like I was like, it was just this crazy, cute, like culture clash. And I had dated guys that were the, you know, I dated guys that were skateboarders and streetwear and, mm -hmm. you know, completely different. I was like a suit guy, huh? Like this is totally out of my world. And we ended up just talking often for about a month and a half. And but then was he going back and forth in that time period? No, he only came out to LA. He came out to LA to see me. He came out here because he had to be. So he would get sent everywhere. Brunello has a store or a shop and shop. Uh -huh. Davide was constantly there re-merching the shop and shop doing oh what's it called like product info to the salesman making sure all the stores looked good so he would come to the store in beverly hills and then he would go to neiman's make sure the shop you know he was like in charge of all of that I mean, he would come for a day and then fly out and he did that across the whole country he's seen more of the u.s than wow. i've ever seen like because uh -huh. he's been to he did every trunk show yeah, and all yeah. the high-end clients and stuff so he had to be in San Francisco on a Monday morning. Yeah. So he took the last, so he never missed, he was an over, he's an overworker. So he took, there's like a 9 p.m. flight on Delta out of JFK that comes to LA on Fridays. So he took that flight 
And then the first flight out Sunday morning to, to get to San Francisco or wherever it was to make sure he was ready Monday morning. So he was like, I can come for this quick trip because uh-huh. I was like, we have to meet. Yeah. I wake up to messages from you. You get off work. So you, you guys were me. in like a full on we were in situation like all day. Okay. I'm on my lunch break. We're FaceTiming. He's fa- you know, like, yeah, you guys I have to meet. Schedule memorized. <laughs> yeah, oh my He's God. Like, okay. got my parents on FaceTime. Yeah, he didn't meet my parents the first trip. He met them on the second one. Yeah. But yeah, then he like landed at like midnight on a Friday and it was fucking insane. And I was so nervous and wanted to die. And then we had like a great weekend. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And so then what happens afterwards? Like he's going, I guess, like, all across the U.S. Like he doesn't live in we L.A. Had like a, a very tumultuous long distance relationship for I think over a year and a half uh-huh. where we'd be together and then we'd have a horrible breakup. And then, you know, uh, he used to say to me and it sounds mean, but it's just the trend. He'd, be, he'd say, I don't like the way you move. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very interesting concept because he would come out here and I'd make dinner reservations and I would drive us around. And I remember one time we were sitting at dinner and he was like, oh, I need matches. He wanted something and I got up and got it. And he was like, you don't allow me to do anything that I was raised to do to treat a woman well. You walk in front of, you open doors for me, you drive, you, he's like, it's your show. I mean, the thing is, I think that on, like, we are trained to be in our masculine. Like, women don't want to go into their feminine. Forget men. No, because we're supposed to be these, like, powerful I-N-D-E-P, you know, it's like. Exactly, and, like, I'm the same, by the way, where it's, like, I'm almost, like, it's too masculine, you know? And I've been learning about, like, masculine and feminine energy and, like, to learn to come into my feminine, like, be okay with, like, you know, certain portions of like being taken care yes. of, you know, it's, it's and hard. He had no clue what to do, like, and it bothered him, you mm-hmm. know, and how open I was. He was very private. You know, his Instagram had a few photos on it. Brunello Cuccinelli is a very elegant, very, very quiet. Not, like they barely, you know, they weren't really using like, like he would go into the office and people would be like, I saw your whole weekend on Instagram. Like you're with that girl. And he'd be like, what the fuck? Like he felt like he had no he was like, I have no control over my mm. personal life. Like, mm-hmm. and then we hang out and it's great. But like, I can't even be myself around you because you're like this whole thing. I really had to learn to like, it was beautiful. It was like a long, beautiful learning experience to like get to where we are. We like, we got to the point where we were kind of like, don't ask, don't tell. Like, so for women or girls who are going through kind of, because you, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, like you guys are together and like, yeah, in yeah. like the cutest relationship I've seen, like it's <laughs> so cute. But what do you say to girls who kind of go through that period? Like, how did you know that you were even going to end up with him if like you guys were kind of doing the on and on and off situation? Well, we, I, what was very weird is very early on and I've had, you know, multiple long-term relationships. I would go to sleep or like wake up next to him. And it was just this overall uncontrollable gut feeling. This is my person Mm -hmm. to the point where I remember like waking up in the night and looking at him and being like, 
wow, this is it. Like that, not in a bad way. I would just be like, okay, like those are like, that's the butt I'm always going to see. And that's like the hands I'm always going to, like, I would just be like this little being is like, this is what was chosen for me. Like, okay. Like it, it was just, it was so far beyond. And then, you know, obviously like, I think, you know, fights are always like very good and very healthy unless they're not. Mm -hmm. And it was good for us to understand each other and, and so he said, we got to this place where we were, I was like, listen, you can't make a promise to me. I love spending time with you. I was going to New York all the time for work. So we kind of had this like, don't ask, don't tell thing. Cause I was like, I'm not going to stop dating other people. Like what if I miss someone because I'm putting all my eggs in my basket with this guy who mm -hmm. I know that I want to be with, but he's not there yet mm -hmm. because he was so goal oriented. He was working his ass off to get this promotion. And so what ended up happening is I had to go to New York for I had a photo shoot and I was shooting like LPA all weekend and LPA was launching at Saks. And so we were doing all this promotion around that. And I get to his apartment and then I had a hotel the rest of the week, but I get to the apartment and, you know, at this point I'm like his roommate is one of my closest, like his roommate Orazio is like my family at this mm -hmm. point, you know, like Davide was always working. I'd call Orazio, like he'd be there. He'd let me in. We'd go out. Like we have a whole thing, you know, Orazio, cause I would stay with them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I landed and like all their friends or everyone's like in the, and I, I had the dog with me and everyone's like, oh, you're here. And Davide was cold. Mm -hmm. And it, I was like, this is fucking weird. I've never experienced this. And it was awkward. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, we go into his room and I was like, dude, you've never acted like this. Like, I feel fucking uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to leave? And I said it in a nice way, but I was like, and he looked at me and was like, this is exhausting. You come here. I get wrapped up in our world it's amazing. You leave. I miss you. I get readjusted to being without you. I get back on my routine. You come. I get wrapped up in this thing. It throws me off. I miss you. A whole thing. It's like a hamster wheel. It's too much. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we have one last weekend and never talk to each other again? Mm -hmm. And I will promise that to you because we would like break up and then I'd like you know, we'd break up. And then I remember one time I got into a fender bender and like I called him mm -hmm. instead of my parents. And he was like, okay, this is what you do. Da, 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 da. And I, I just, he was like my navigation. Yeah. You know, He's I your felt person. he was my, and, and then we talk again or then we like broke up once and his best friend, who's the godfather of our daughter who speaks no English called me one time. And I was like, Joe Santo. And he was like, hold on, Bia. And then like put Davide on the phone. And I was like, hi. And he's like, did you call Sando? And I was like, no, he called me and put you on the phone. And he was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> and then we started talking again. You know, it would be like, so I was like, that's it. Delete numbers, block, done. I, I'll never, whole thing. And then by Sunday, we were like, we have to be together forever. So that was September. Uh -huh. He was like, let's be together forever. We took a bath in the hotel and I was like, okay, who have you been fucking that <laughs> might tell me that you've been fucking and who have I, you know, and cause I was like, now we need to tell each other, yeah. which was funny. Cause like a girl that had been like hooking up with him, like her friend messaged me and was like, he was just fucking so, so. And I was like, I know. And I feel really bad for her. And I'm like, so, so I'm not mad at her. You know what I mean? Like it was sad. Like we had like other things going yeah. on because yeah. we were allowed to, because mm -hmm. it was like, normal and mm -hmm. adult. And I was like, you know, if I don't see him for a month, I'm going to stay here with twiddling my fucking thumbs. Like I need to go out and date too, you mm -hmm. know? So that was September, December. He said, let's go to Italy for Christmas and meet my family. And then he proposed to me. Wow. And then, yeah, he was, yeah, it was quick. And then we drove from Sicily 
up to the town where Brunello is and slept there because he had to be at work the next day there. And I saw the town and I cried. This is the most beautiful place I've ever been, but I cannot move to a small town of like 500 people in the mm-hmm. middle of Italy. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, culture I, shock. I just was like, I'm, I just launched LPA. Like, no, I mean, it's, and it's I didn't like want really to put hard. my career before him, but yeah. I was like, this is such, like, you're already in America, you already speak English. Like, Whereas for you, it's like a huge, like, it's like a whole different world. And I just, and I just had this feeling. I was like, you're, so, you don't understand how entrepreneurial you are. You don't have, when you grow up in Italy, you don't have these, like now kids do, but to get a job like that in Italy is, is so rare that you work for such a wonderful company and make good money that to turn it down is just suicide. Like they were like, can you please go convince her? Like they were like, nobody turns this down, mm-hmm. you know, which was sad. Like I felt fucking awful, but I was like, I promise you there's something else. And then he quit his job and packed his stuff in a car and drove it across the country. He left on a Friday, got here Sunday, he like didn't sleep. And then we launched Kiaia <laughs> with like no money. <laughs> Holy crap. I know it was a lot. What made him decide to? I don't know. And it was really hard because the first two, like he couldn't work without a green card. I'm going through visa shit because I'm Canadian and I, I like really. I mean, imagine breaks. him like giving up his dream job yeah, and then just, he couldn't work for a year and a half and I would like get home from work and he'd be like depressed in the dark. Like it was really bad. And then COVID happened afterwards. So he, the poor guy was like isolated. He didn't go to Italy for like years. Oh. He missed his mom's funeral. I can't, it was really, really bad. His mom got sick and died and it was like a lot I'm so sorry. Horrible, really traumatic hard. things. Yeah, it was it was really bad. And and now, like, even we were at dinner last night, kind of having like a life recap with one another. And he was like, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And he says that all the time. He's like, I know he's like, I see it and I feel it and I love my life and I couldn't be happier. And well, I mean, I think that things work out for a reason. And even when you're in the depths of shit, I don't think you see it, right? Mm-hmm. But like now he has this beautiful cashmere brand and like who knows what that'll become, right? Like yeah. it could become I mean, a heritage he's definitely brand, getting you know? like circled. Like he's really smart. Like there's been a lot of people who've been like, "We, you should do this and you should do that. And he was like, I will, the investment that I will take on will be with someone who is a partner and understands how to grow this company in the way that it needs to and not have this big blow up and then to fall. You know, he's very strategic and follows his gut. And I trust him wholeheartedly in that. And it's so funny because it's like little story. Like he's almost sold out of half the stuff that's in there right now. That's amazing. Like I get um, I get an email every time he has a sale. And uh-huh. like literally on Friday, I was like, do you need help? Like you are you because he's just one person in there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, do you need help? He's like, the store is fucking packed. Like I can't I can't like ring things up fast enough. Oh my God, that's okay. So see, like, I mean, you you never know what's going to happen when you know when like you're going through it and it just feels like the end of the world. Like we look back on our lives and everything's a story. But mm-hmm. like when you're going through it, it's not a story. It fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know. Thank I mean, God. It, it's we're on the other side of it because it was really it. the unfortunate thing is one of us was going to be depressed for some time. You know, I would have been me. It would have been him. Mm-hmm. Also, what was really sad is like he moved here and he was so excited to be with my dad. And my dad died two weeks later. So sorry. And then we like moved into the house. So it was like a lot of these like crazy things like happened out within, you know, a year and a half. It was like a lot of just like stuff that would really test a couple, you know, and we made it through. I think life is just total chapters. Right. So 
we it was like a sad chapter and we'd made it now we're in this chapter who knows what will happen in the future but we're in like a really nice cool place right now you have lpa you have a podcast you are working on baroncini mm-hmm. and is it imports or exports how do you I forget import import okay yeah. i always forget <laughs> i always confuse the two and you do you work with davide on his brand as well yeah how, yeah how how like what I'm behind on everything but how do you <laughs> I was like, 30 minutes late this morning right. to this podcast <laughs> how do you structure your days I don't like, know how to I have to figure it out better because I don't want to overwork uh-huh. it's not healthy yeah. you know so I would never open my computer after dinner uh-huh. now I'm like after dinner I ha- I like now I it's that that's actually the time I can answer my emails. Mm-hmm. If I'm answering emails all day, I'm really distracted from the other things I need to do. The podcast is like so hard for me to like, you know, we have to turn them in like ahead. Like it's especially if like somebody has to change their schedule. Like now I do most like a lot of personal like solo episodes and a lot with my mom and Dobby day. It's hard to get him because like his schedule, he's tired. So we do them like late at night in bed a lot. And, and I hate doing the solo podcasts because I feel like I'm talking to myself and it's weird and awkward. And I, just, I went through like, the same thing, by the ugh, way. I did my first solo stupid. like last year That's and I was word. like, who's going to want to listen to no, this? And then like and it did well. And Allie, who's my producer, was like... More, more, more. They yeah. just want more. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, people want to listen to I the know. shit that I have to say, me? Like it's so weird, <laughs> so odd. So I always like put them off and I need a really good... Like I want to be like Mariana Hewitt, you know? Like I just look at that bitch and I'm like, you organized, perfect little queen. She does it queen. all. Okay, so before we wrap, I want to do a quick rapid fire. Okay. Okay. First question. What's one book that changed your life? The Missing Piece. Who's it by? What's it about? Oh, my God. It's my favorite. He's like a kid's book, and he does these crazy poems, and they're kind of all... Shel Silverstein. Oh, I love... Sorry. Yes. Okay, so good. Yeah. So it's a kid's book? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that. They're kind of dark, but they're cool poems. What is one habit that's a non-negotiable for you? Going out to dinner with my husband. Love that. Same. What is your best tip on social media and community building? Community building? Stop looking at like what other people are doing, which is so hard, but like you don't need there. I don't know. I think it's like cooler to just be like more real about like what's going on in your day instead of being like, oh, I saw this person do that. That looks like a good tactic to like gain more. Like I see so many people like, responding to every like and like adding all these things to like try to gain engagement and Mm -hmm. I'm like if you're just more engaging as like with what you're doing during the day I feel like I want to see that more like Mm -hmm. I don't want to see tactics to like build followers love that tell everyone where they can find you uh pia barancini piabarancini.com all my stuff is on there and your podcast oh yeah I also have a podcast it's called everything is the best (laughs) amazing thank you so much for being (laughs) here thank you Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.